That was Amanda Lucia uh, back on the show. Her new book here, White Utopias, uh, The Religious Exoticism of Transformational Festivals. It's, it's fascinating subject matter. And like you said, uh, well, we discussed this after the interview. She's an academic. Uh, she uh, was published by an academic press. But uh, unlike some academic books <clears throat> that are not so easily absorbable by the general public, this one was, but it was very well researched and done and very thought provoking. Yeah. I've been to some of the, I've never been to Burning Man. It's fa- one of the things I want to look into her book about is um, I always thought Burning Man was a very different thing from the, you know, Bhakti Fest and Shakti Fest and mm-hmm. Wanderlust. Um, but she's obviously found some interesting overlap in those things. There, right. And, you know, they would have hey, things in common. I, I watched a, a documentary on Burning Man uh, a couple of years ago. And after watching it, it was different than I expected it to be. And I'd wished I had gone. Yeah. Now, I'm, not, I'm probably not going to go now. But it's like... Uh, not uh, although, very appealing uh, in COVID times. Yeah, but. yeah. It, it's... But uh, the, the, it's an amazingly, uh, uh, an amazing sense of creativity. Uh, it's festive. And I'm, like she said, if you, uh, uh, you know, interview people that have been to it, uh, spirituality is a big part of it. Even I think if they go there without that intention, yeah. when you get a group of people coming together for festivals, for celebration, spirituality is in the air. Spirituality is, is, uh, is, is there for folks. And, and even if they're not looking at it, they might find it. So that, that was interesting. Uh, but yeah. I think also that what, what she was discussing this about the whiteness, you go to a yoga class, you go to a meditation center, it, it's how white it is. And why is that? You know, And uh, certainly it's not 100% the case, but it, it also ref, reflects the underpinnings of our culture and how we're set up. And we're taping this, uh, we taped it right around Martin Luther King Day in 2022. And uh, yeah, I mean, I... As you did, Phil, we grew up in the civil rights movement during that time of Martin Luther King. And, um, I, you know, it's sad that things didn't progress at the rate uh, that we hope they progress at in terms of what Martin Luther King's desires and wishes and, you know, the collective wishes of, of I think, the majority of the people were. So, but I, I think, you know, uh, we're still moving in a good, we'll continue to move in that direction. Well, but I think, you know, we have progressed a lot. I mean, right. it's curious why these kind of festivals and yoga classes and a lot of the meditation centers. And churches. Well, the churches tend to be neighborhood or you belong right. to this, you, right. you follow this, you know, sect and not that one. But, the, you know, places where people come together from in an urban setting, um, they're not segregated by neighborhoods or the church you grew up in or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, but one of the differences between now and, you know, 50, 80 years ago is I don't, you know, the participants who go to these, the festivals or to the yoga centers or whatever, they're not intentionally segregating these places. They would welcome people of color and be very you know happy to see them and for the there's a reason part. why people of color don't feel comfortable yeah, and, going and into those spaces i get yeah. it but it but it's not intentional segregation right. and it's not it, so it's right. it, it's different 
but right. yet it still falls out that way in, in, in these cases. And we've had other people on the show talking about this. We talked about it in the American Buddhist community uh, and mm. in you know the yoga world. And it's an interesting phenomenon. And right. I, you know, I don't think- It is an interesting phenomenon because uh, like for instance, uh, we know folks from the David Lynch Foundation and they bring uh, TM into a lot of uh, schools in urban areas that are predominantly kids of color. And it's tremendous reception for that yeah. in those areas. And, and so it's not like uh, 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 it, 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 it appeals just to more to white folks than, not, than, than, than people that are not white. Uh, but, uh, but for whatever reason, these organizations, these groups, these festivals tend to have that, uh, that uh, uh, whiteness that she yeah, talks about it, in the it, book. You're right. And, you know, I know there are people who bring uh, yoga into uh, inner city areas and ethnically diverse areas. Um, I would, you know, go back 50 years, we had friends who were bringing TM into the black community. And, and, and yeah, there was a, the TM movement, uh, Transcendental Meditation Movement had a separate uh, yeah. organization. Uh, specifically uh, uh, run by African-Americans going into those, right. uh, uh, into, into home communities and, but ultimately bringing everybody together, I think. Yes. Was the idea. It, but, but, but they, it was recognized that, you know, people from some neighborhoods are not going to go to that right. the other neighborhood. So we'll bring this to them. Right. And you're right. The reception uh, is always. Right. And, uh, and, and also I think, and it's not just color, it's also uh, economic situation because uh, there, there's cost involved in yoga classes and meditation classes. That's right. So, people, so if you were to interview the people that participate uh, uh, in these festivals uh, uh, in these classes, you're going to find that their income is going to be, you know, middle to upper, middle to upper income. Yeah, also true. In any event, it's fascinating. And uh, after COVID ends, uh, I will next time I go to one of these, I'll I'll read Amanda's book before I go and uh -huh. have a, a, a different orientation. The then thing we will we, interview you about your reactions. Well, but <laughs> the other thing is the um, the uh, presence in some of the organizations, like you mentioned, uh, how many uh, people of Indian descent are at the Hare Krishna places you went. And some and of them, not all of them, yeah. I know, you know, and all, I've gotten to know an awful lot of people in the Indian American community. And um, uh, when they come here, when they, when they people immigrate to America, uh, they do what other immigrant groups have done throughout American history is eventually they'll build a house of worship. You know, that's why we have synagogues and mosques right. and, you know, Catholic churches uh, over time. And so now there are Hindu temples all over the country. But sometimes it's more convenient for people to just go to the Hare Krishna temple and do some right. kirtan or to the Vedanta Society, right. if they're more comfortable with that right. uh, form of engagement. So you see more uh, integration of South Asian people and white Americans 
in some of those local things probably than the um, than what Amanda because you have to you have to make a big effort to go to a festival, right? <laughs> so a big big effort. and 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 as you pointed out before, the accommodations aren't always terribly comfortable. <laughs> terribly is maybe a good word. Yeah, terribly comfortable is always a. And uh, yeah, yeah, so I mean, like Burning Man, many, many stories. And then people complain now because wealthy folks come and they have, you know, uh, bring all the accommodations and oh, a trailer really? and they helicopter in or whatever. And uh, a lot of folks feel that takes away. It's like when you go to the big festivals, the Kumamela in India, hmm. or, you know, you see uh, the festival Western, of all festivals. That's the Maha Festival. And yeah. when you go to those, you see, you know, people, ordinary, you know, Indian people coming from villages hundreds and hundreds of miles away, you know, hanging on to trucks and stuff, and they're sleeping on the ground. And you see a lot of Westerners either in a nearby hotel or in the deluxe tents <laughs> set up. Yeah. You know, with good food and stuff. So, you, you know, it's you're always going to see those kind of disparities. Right, right. So, Except at Woodstock. I don't think there were any luxury tents. That's a good point. <laughs> but it was very white, except for the entertainers. Yeah. Okay. Well, till next time, Phil. Thank great, great you. show. And uh, again, let me hold up the book. White Utopias. Great. All right. See you. Come in. And please, subscribe. Subscribe. And if you want to send in some, uh, you want to help keep us going, go to spiritmatterstalk.com and uh, It'll explain how you can contribute to help us and keep our archives open and free to the public. Subscribing costs nothing. Nothing. Just and, But it, it's good for us to have a number of subscribers. That, so maybe we'll be able eventually to attract sponsors. So there you go. please hit that Thanks. button. All right. Thanks. Next time.